This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, welcome to this week's podcast for your author success with the Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing show. And as you listen, you're going to get a variety of ahas, insights, tips, and how-tos for your author publishing and book marketing success. And, you know, I always like to start our shows with a quote from um, one of my favorite books that I did, Snappy Sassy Salty Success. Uh, for authors and writers, which is a series of, oh, around 400 of my own personal quotes. And for today, with my guest today, because we're going to talk about the balance of authoring, author success, publishing success, marketing success, but I thought something like this might work. Whoever you're writing for, hang out with them so you know how they think, feel, and act. Otherwise, your dialogue and scenes will be the pits if you're writing anything with a storyline for fiction and nonfiction. With me today is Mara Pearl. Mara's been on the show several times. Um, One of my favorite shows is when we did a show on color and writing, Mara. I loved that show. Oh, that really was fun. It was very fun. But Mara is a very, very successful author. I, she has a gazillion awards to her name, over 50. She has written um, uh, full-blown books. She's written novellas. She's actually done a one-woman show. She has taken her work and, and, and turned it into full-blown productions that people rave about. And today we're going to be getting into you and the balancing side. And we definitely have to kiss on her latest book because it's just become an international bestseller, which is called Why Hearts Keep Secrets. So let's talk about secrets. Let's start with secrets first, Mara. You've got a series of, I've always called the heart books, the heart series. I know a lot of people do because hearts are in them. Um, So, and you've got the what, the how, the why, the when, all that. What's the evolution of that, and and why have you done it that way? Thank you so much. Great question. Um, So there's a journalist character who begins the series, and what are the questions that journalists ask? They ask who, what, when, where, why. And so I realized that this series needed to have five novels, each beginning with that word. And that's been so interesting because then I transitioned to my character, Miranda, who is a painter. And I figured out, (laughs) it took a long time to really get this. You know, sometimes your own theme is so deep, it doesn't surface immediately. But I understand now that the series is about a journey from head to heart. 
So, yes, we want to be smart. We want to use our logic. We have to. But we also should listen to our hearts. That means listen to our intuition. And so these two characters, the head character, the journalist, yes, she's plenty smart, but she gets in trouble because she does not listen to her heart. Whereas Miranda has a more successful arc of story because she learns to tune in to that intuitive side. So the third novel is the why book, Why Hearts Keep Secrets. And it's a very satisfying book. Miranda has had romantic misadventures through novel one, novel two. Now in novel three, at last, she connects with the right person. And it's it's very romantic and and you know, thrilling for readers who've been saying, geez, is she ever going to get her man? And, and she finally does. <laughs> and she does. And it's, and it's, and it's nice. Yeah. Well, uh, as you recall, when I read your first book, I don't, I can't remember how many years ago, but I said, so what happened to Christine? <laughs> and, and you said, um, you'll just have to wait till the next book. So I, we had to keep finally waiting for, for what happened to Christine. All right. So with that said, we're going to, for all of you, we wanted to talk about um, today some things. Really, it's for your author success, and it's for your publishing success, and it's for your book marketing success. All of those things coming together. But it's going to be dealing with kind of um, you, the author, and what you're doing on your interior and the inner author uh, steps that you need to take, as as well as the outer author of things that you need to do. So many times authors tell me, you know, I don't, I don't want to do any of this book marketing stuff. I just want to write, write. Well, that could be good, but you're, you know, your writing might be a lot better if you got outside and interacting mm-hmm. with other people um, with, and, and observing things going on and becoming a voyeur. Um, you know, Mara, I've always said I hated it when the mobile phones all came along and people didn't talk. I used to get the most amazing conversations in the women restrooms. Amazing <laughs> conversations. But you can hear all these sides of, but you don't do it anymore. And, you know, so uh, we have to find other ways, but it's, you know, kind of off the charts there. But there are things that we have to really look at and how do we bring this thing called balance into our lives yes that's that's one of the keys to success or one of the secrets if you will Mm -hmm. and so we certainly uh, we offer between judith and myself we offer so many wonderful programs where that take you on a deep dive into the writing process uh, understanding your characters, the arc of the story, the integrity to your premise, what your theme is, as you mentioned, you know, using color, using all five senses. There are important techniques that, um, you know, that I teach about writing fiction. And because I keep learning myself as I continue my series, and um, our mutual friend, John Kramer, said one time in a program, He said, you know, if your book is no good, they're going to find out. (laughs) That is the truth. And that is is so true. So we're not advocating uh, ignoring your writing process. But what we're saying is 
get into a sense of balance because that author process is very solitary. You're spending hours and hours alone doing your interior work. And then, as you just said, you need to get out and you need to see where does your book, where does your unique perspective fit into the world? And then that, in a way, becomes the basis of your marketing. It's that connection between you and the world. You get the clear about your theme. And then you start to find, well, who exactly is my audience? How can I help them? How can I reach them? You know, Judith, you and I always send um, students and clients, we send them to the bookstore to deeply investigate different genres and how they are being presented. And you start to imagine on which shelves would my book belong? And this is very informative. You take that information home and you start to make those really important linkages. Well, you know, one of the things that I always tell authors, because um, they may not know where their book belongs, because they, they haven't clearly articulated what their, who their books are for, and, and really defined within a couple of words, what are the key words? I mean, haven't you found that? That's pretty common? Yes. So I, I find that bookstore people who are really knowledgeable, who have been there, can help you a lot. And they can literally show you where, when your book's done, it will be shelved if it was in their store. And that's where you go explore. That's right. Mm -hmm. So I'm all about that. <laughs> and, you know, the, the tree, let's say, of you and your work and your books, it has different branches, but it has the same root. So one branch is going to be your marketing and one branch is going to be your writing, but they come from the same place. I think it's a mistake. Some authors feel, as you mentioned, they want to just write, 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 and somebody else will do the marketing or they will do the marketing, but they'll do it later. But we're saying the marketing begins the moment you have the idea for the book because they come from the same root. They're integrated. If you're going to do a good job with marketing, it's going to come from that integrated place. Well, that's where the infrastructure comes from. And I think that one of the biggest problems, Mara, that I've experienced is the failure of authors to truly grasp the power of this. And even if their plan A is to be picked up by a traditional publisher, if they don't have the infrastructure of all their social media starting to gather email lines, the big people, the traditional publishers will thumb their nose at you because, because yeah, I mean, and that's what they just don't get. They don't get it and they've got to get it. That's your plan A, plan A. Yep. You know, I had an interesting conversation with the person who became my publisher, who he said, he asked how many followers do you have on your newsletter and I thought oh dear my number is going to be too small and he's not going to sign me and so I said well I have 3,000 and he said boom that's the magic number and he offered me a contract so what he explained was he said look I can help you get beyond that number but I can't get you that first core group of followers you have to do that yourself 
And so as you said, it doesn't matter whether you're going to be indie publishing or traditional publishing. Either way, you have to make those core connections yourself. And with that, we're going to take our first break. With me is Barb Pearl, the author of several international bestsellers. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative, no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author You Extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, Members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. AuthorU is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms. And it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author U today at authoru.org. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book... If you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so we're, we're, we're kind of talking about the success route. Um, which was certainly different from the way Mara and I started years and years ago in the publishing. Yeah, we wish we had known then what we know now. Oh, boy, isn't um, that the truth? <laughs> isn't that the truth? Yeah. Uh, but and, and, on the other hand, you know, it's a great journey, and, and I love learning, and I love the fact that I never stop learning. That's one of the lovely things about being an author. Well, let's kiss on that, um, because we, we're going to we talk about – you know, what does the author need to do on the inner side? Um, and and what, the, what do they need to do on the outer side um, to do that? And in fact, learning is the bridge between those two things. Be, mm. be, um, be, you know, so you walked into that one, Mara. But <laughs> that when you are within yourself, I mean, it could be, it could be, you know, a, a webinar you're watching. It could be a podcast you're listening to. It could be something you're reading. I mean, you and I both read with sticky notes by our sides. 
Mm -hmm. uh, that we're going through and we look at stuff. It could be a line that catches up that, that noodles. Um, I, I pick up ideas by some of the quick article reads in Forbes and Inc. That, that gives me ahas to think about and do. And I know for me personally, as I'm crossing the bridge into writing fiction, I have to open up a whole new world because, you know, I was a how, you know, I'm a how to. Okay, got a problem? Mm -hmm. Here's the solutions. Bang, 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 mm -hmm. bang. Hey, that's not the way you write fiction. And No, but you could certainly write a character who's like that. Yes, of course. Yes, and I do have a character like that. Um, yeah, perfect. And and sometimes you need, you know, that person is a perfect person to handle stuff. And sometimes they need to get out of the way because there needs to be a little bit more time. <laughs> and, yeah. and things get noodled. But that um, I think that the looking on that inner side of, of things to do um, to get better, to get ready to publish, to get better at what you're currently doing, what kind of um, inner things could an author do who's really been out here for a while because that could also be a handicap because they're stuck mm -hmm. in the old ways does that make sense oh yeah very much so I think that's one of the reasons that the book the artist's way was such a massive success uh, mm -hmm. it's a good idea something that that author mentioned was having an author date and an author date, it's usually you and yourself. You take mm -hmm. yourself out. And what you want to do is refill the cauldron inside and feed it with images, sounds, tastes, feelings. So you go to a museum or you go and sit on the beach. You go to, I used to go to the farmer's market in Los Angeles. And mm -hmm. get a little, you know, get a little cappuccino and sit at my table with my yellow pad and just, just noodle ideas over mm -hmm. here, conversations, mm -hmm. get a sense of the flow of the city. Um, you don't know what image or idea will pop up later in your writing, but in order for that to happen, you have to keep, keep feeding it. And so this is sort of a solitary, mm -hmm. you know, thing, but it's, it's really important. You can't be distracted, um, you know, looking at social media on your phone or, or constantly listening to something or other. You need some quiet within yourself to allow the images and ideas that you are going to need to sort of fill you up. Um, last week I was up in the central coast of California where my stories are set, and we had a very, very wet winter in California. And so there must be hundreds of species of plants that we haven't seen in a decade of drought. Oh, so and you it was, have a blast with all the water. Oh, it's just, you know, thrilling and beautiful. And I could just feel myself inhaling this, the beauty of that region. It's going to show up in the next book, I guarantee it. But I took the time, you know, to, to take a walk. Um, to sit in the garden, to um, take pictures of the beautiful blooms, to go and see the super bloom in the Carrizo Plain. You know, these are things you have to schedule. I, I mean, we feel sometimes that, oh, I don't have time for that, and that's an indulgence. Well, not when you're writing fiction, it's not an indulgence. It's part of your homework. 
it's a necessary part of the work to really absorb whatever it is you're going to be writing about. Well, you know, when you mention that and going what what um, one of my friends um, who was one of the most successful um, uh, author speaker, she was a professional speaker first that used a lot of humor and just became a full blown humorist. Um, and, you know, had one woman shows at at events. Um, where she'd go to Branson and things like that. I mean, you know, huge on YouTube and the like. And Jeannie Robertson used to have the yellow pad. She'd settle into something and she'd just say to herself, okay, people, just do your thing. And she, her learning was from observing, just watching oddball things going on that she could take and turn that material into just rich, rich stories and belly laughs and everything else. So it's it's getting out. So I, I love the idea of you know creating a you know a true author date, and mm-hmm. and maybe this is a solo thing. Everyone, you don't take someone with you. This is something no. you just kind of do and park yourself somewhere that you would enjoy, and do and just kind of. Allow yourself to noodle, but be also the observer because you never know what's going to happen. Exactly right. So then there's another thing I've been thinking about that I wanted to share. And I was thinking about authoring and how much it means to me. It's sort of like how I make sense of my life. I think fiction is this super powerful lens. And you train it on some aspect of life and you see into it much more deeply. So, but I was thinking, okay, against what background can authoring occur? And Mm -hmm. I went, oh, well, it's reading. So it's a partnership. It's authoring and it's reading. If there were no readers, authoring would be, you know, quite difficult. And so it's really exciting to think about connecting with that bigger world and I heard something that Janet Ivanovich said and Mm -hmm. she's you know a very successful and funny marvelous writer and she said I am my own reader meaning Mm -hmm. her readers are like her Mm -hmm. and that is likely true I think for all of us so there's an authenticity that comes with that that you, you know yourself, and then you kind of say, you know, I pretty much know my readers, too. I mean, they're going to be different kinds of readers. I mean, I actually have some men who enjoy my books. I think of them as being very evolved men. <laughs> 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 but generally, I am writing for, it's kind of, you know, my women friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and you know that's where um, uh, that's where I am. I was writing. Well, I've been writing for my author friends for twenty years now, um, yeah. and planning. So so now I'm crossing a bridge where I am now going to just be writing for my women friends. You know, and, and have so much fun, and so are they, and fun. But also prior to that, I wrote for my business colleagues. Yeah, you know. Uh, all that. So it's the it, 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 if you will write for things that that interest you, 
um, instead of saying, because I've had people say, and I know, Mara, I think you've had people say, well, I want to write a book, and what should I write about? It's like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's not a good starting point. Yeah, but but that is a starting point for some people. And mm -hmm. I think that you have to, I, I have one client that I worked with that came in to do um, a book. We were going to do a book based on these. She writes jingles, and I call them ditties and things like that. And that's what we were going to do. But then um, children, the whole children's series dropped in. And then this inspirational, very visual um, book, um, a spiritual book dropped in. And now we're back to doing the first book that we started with. Now we're going to finish it, which instead of being book one, it's book six. But, <laughs> but there's all the connection. I mean, there's all things that she truly is interested yeah. in and she's been doing for years, but she was in that situation where playing with grandkids and stuff, all of a sudden the whole cheer children's series popped up. Go with it. I think that's what we're saying to all of you. It's okay to, you know, go with it. Yeah, and, go with what's happening in your life. Yeah. And and I, th I think a lot of times people try to put them, themselves on, on like a strict diet budget. No, I can't do this until that. But the reality is your inner world is calling to you saying, mm, wait a minute, you who I'm here and I think we need to do this and take now advantage. Now that's the word you just said, calling. See, that's mm -hmm. what I think the author life is. I think it's a calling. You get a tap on the shoulder and it won't, just won't let you alone. It mm -hmm. says, hey, you need to write this. Mm -hmm. And that is being called into a niche that I don't think anybody else can occupy. I truly believe each author has his or her own author voice. And the mm -hmm. job is to find that voice, listen for it, mm -hmm. and realize that nobody can really sound like you. Nobody can really write like you. Mm -hmm. And it takes a super heavy-duty interior listening to really get that narrative voice. But it's golden when you do well and and i love that you brought this up and i know we're getting close to our next break here but that authentic voice which is what you all are looking for that one of the things i did with my private coaching group i i asked them to come to come up with something that was really joyful to them when they were a little kid how old were they mm -hmm. six or seven what was real joy and i and i just said i want you to write it up but i want you to use the language of your six-year-old self, mm -hmm. of your seven year I don't want you to write as this adult. I want you to do that. And then I said, I want you to come up with something when you were a teen, what was really outrageous. And now come in with your jargon and write it up that way. And now come in with something current day. And, and what I concluded with, Mara, is your true voice was that little kid. And I mm -hmm. think that if we go back to, you know, what is that excitement of that outrageous thing that you opened up on Christmas morning that you didn't expect it, but was just, you know, oh my gosh, or just some event when you went to that first circus or anything that just brought you such bubbling over joy. What is that? And I think that when you're writing, if you can get in that space and start bringing that back, you'll find a different style of writing, a different type of writing and, and a calling that brings you apart. With that said, we're going to take our next break. With me is Mara Pearl, and we're all here for your success.
Bradley's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Oh, hello back, everybody. You know, between Ma and I, we have like 60 books between us. We have, between the two of us, we've earned over 100 book awards. Um, We have been out here for a long time. We've seen a lot um, in the changes. And I think one of the things that Mara brought up is that the author life is a calling is so important. Now, and I will admit to you, I was a reluctant author. I was pulled into it. It was never in my um, it was never on my calendar to write a book. It was never even in my vision. But once I put my toe in the water, um, and I've said this before, that no one told me that books bred more books, and they do. Um, <laughs> they certainly do. Yeah. And other, uh, and other ideas um, go in. And, you know, here I'm someone who is now crossing over genres, um, crossing over from nonfiction to fiction. Um, and that wouldn't have been able to happen. It wouldn't, I don't think the window would have blown open unless I was really tuned into coming back to this, this inner and outer side that, that the constant reading I do, the interaction I'm doing and that outer side, um, that is that you don't hole up. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're going to hole up when you read maybe, but that you've got to do a lot of other stuff. And there is, it's so essential, all of you, to have a community of other people who are writing because there is a flow with it. There is kind of a zeny thing that happens and there and there is that support that comes into play, which is really important. Is it ever? Yeah. So. You know, it's that's how you get to feel that you're not crazy. <laughs> you know, I have a, a friend used to say to me, good night, everyone, because he knew I had all these characters running around in my head. Yeah. And uh, uh, But other authors understand that that, that process. And um, 
it's very, it's just very helpful. And first, I just want to take a moment to encourage and congratulate you on Mm. this incredible transition to writing fiction. The thing is that, you know, you've received that tap on the shoulder. You've received that call and you're responding to it. And I really applaud you for doing it. Well, you know what happened? I was working with one of my clients and he had a co-author and we had to let her go. She wasn't doing, and he was just so frustrated and couldn't do it. And he thought, oh, his work and his dreams. And I just said, you know, come on, we'll just start. We're going to get this going again um, and doing it. And then his characters started taking me over. Just, just <laughs> They have a way of doing that. <laughs> his characters started taking me over. And then I knew, no, 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 Alexander absolutely would not say it this way. This is what he would you know, and this person, and I think that that is what very much happens with the fiction authors, that yes. that the author becomes kind of the transporter of the words because these characters often will take over and guide mm-hmm. them in directions. And I'm sure, Mara, you've experienced that. that oh, yeah. They get guided in directions. You did not know where you're going. All these careful outliner, outlines didn't work. You just have to let it go um, and, and see what flows and if you've done the deep work that i really believe is required for each character you know you've got to write a character profile you've got to understand everything from what their favorite color is to where they went to school and some of these details may never show up in Mm -hmm. the novel Mm -hmm. however it informs the writing because you know what is true about them and their truth is what will guide the story you'll try to force them to turn right but if the truth for them is that they've got to turn left you're going to let that happen and and therefore your readers will be right with you because Mm -hmm. they'll go even though this is a surprise it's authentic and so Mm -hmm. we're gonna Mm -hmm. you know we're gonna go with that Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and just to share with all of you that I, in, in this new series I'm doing, a bookstore is a major part of it. Um, and I was telling the manager of the store that y- your store was going to be the hangout place where all these people meet. And because um, they have a little cafe. And so so we wanted that. And I'm actually going to be going over there because, I mean, I know the store. Um, I, I, you know, I know a lot about the store, but I haven't sat in the store just quietly by myself, like on an author date, Mara, to, mm-hmm. to, you know, get a, a, a chai vente and um, just sit there and observe the people who are ordering things and doing that. And, and Joe said to me, he said, yeah, I said, yeah, you're going to be a character. You're going to be a character. So I'm going to, I'm going to follow you around. Um, so they become part of it because that makes it alive Um, well this is fascinating I didn't know about this but I'll tell you what uh, I've got a parallel thing so there's a fabulous woman named Lena who founded a bookstore in mm -hmm. Morrow Bay and all of us who are you know Central Coast authors we, we all admire her and adore her store and so much so, and she's been there so long, that I put her into my second novel. I have my character, Samantha, go in and talk to her and shop in her store. And um, 
last week I had arranged a wonderful event for four of us, four local authors, mm-hmm. to do uh, not exactly reading, but book performances in her store. And um, just anything we can do, first of all, to help her. And we're thrilled that her store survived the pandemic and all that. And so this was a real celebratory way of being together again in this gorgeous store. And we had a such a fun event. We had a great turnout. And I had a friend create a charcuterie board of fabulous food for the event. And, um, you know, we, we just had a blast. But it, isn't that interesting? It's a cross-connection of the mm-hmm. inner world and the outer world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, I love bookstores. Um, and, I, you know, I was in a bookstore for On My Feet selling and showing authors. I mean, I, I taught them how to do bundles, which was way fun and doing. Um, and one of our authors, she she had four wonderful books. And, you know, they're fat books. They're, you know, they're, they're historical fiction. And, and the store was willing to... If, if someone bought one, they could get another one half price. So I yes, said, yeah. oh, I have some good bundles too. It's such okay. a nice thing to do for readers. Okay, so I said, so let's do some pitching. Let me help you. I'm going to work out a pitch for you. Um, and that's one of the things, you know, I'm kind of moving all these books while we're there. And for all of you listening, we had like 10 authors um, in two Barnes and Noble stores over the previous weekend. And one day at one store, one day at the other, and, and we sell a lot of books. And that um, th- that with Linnea, I just said, okay. So someone was looking at it, and I said, do you do you love historical fiction? She says, oh yes, I do. I said, how would you like to have um, get the whole set and get one for free? And she says, well, how do I do that? And and then I started thinking, you know, instead of spending $64, you can get all four for 48 I can't tell you how many I moved out that way. Yeah, great. So, um, you know, just thinking. But, you know, that's the outer side. That's why we're telling you all that it's really important to hang out with other people to see how do they sell their books? How do they interact with other people? Um, on doing that because and, you know, and how, can you, how can you be inclusive of, of your readers how can you create something lovely for them if a person comes into the bookstore they're looking for something sometimes mm-hmm. they don't quite know what they're looking for mm-hmm. and so if you open up possibilities for them um, they might get gifts um, they might be it's almost time to start setting up your summer reading now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of line up what you'd like to be doing, and I personally like to read. If I find a good series, I like to go right through the whole series, and a lot of my readers do too. Yep. So, yep. you know, just to be aware of these possibilities and and think think generously, think kindly, think inclusively about about your reader. I mean, she's likely something like you, which means is she even on her own to do list? Probably not because she's taking care of the whole family and she's working and she's yep. taking care of so many things. So this is a chance to do something for her, something lovely to, so that she can have that author date. <laughs> well, you know, I always ask people when I'm in a store and when I'm, because I'm cross-selling, you know, 
people all the time. It's just not about my books. I'm at, I'm usually the afterthought. Um, but that I, you know, they're in for the son or the kids or the daughter needs this book. She's on this quest for this. And I always ask mom or dad, and what about you? What do you mm-hmm. like? Yes, yes. You know, and once I, once I hear what do they like, I said, you know, we have an author who's got a wonderful no, new book that has the reveal and the setup and action and the thriller that deals with the search for the Nazi gold during World War II. You know, and I can just t- take them right over and I introduce them to the author and I do the handoff. Um, and that's I, I, when we start cross-promoting, because I do see that with authors, you know, when they have groups, you've seen it, Mara, too, that they're kind of inclusive, that they they just think they're going to sell theirs and they forget that maybe maybe an author who's within that group, you had four of them. Um, it's easier with four than with 10, which I'm usually dealing with, is that there's someone that maybe has books down on the table several spots away they don't even think about because they're not in their genre. And I think you have to learn to expand yourself to really open up. So there is that cross promotion community, uh, which I well, believe see, this is this is something you and I believe in so so dynamically, powerfully. We don't believe, you see, I, I don't think I'm competing with any other authors. To me, it's about synergy. I mean, first of all, it takes me a year to finish one of my novels. And so here I am at a brand, you know, a book signing, right? And I've got a brand new book. This is what happened last week. And people are like, oh, great. When's your next one coming out? And I'm, I'm like out of, out of breath, like, oh, my goodness. Well, you know, so what are they supposed to do while they wait? For my next book, well, I want them to keep reading. I want them to keep interested in the world of reading and to have that as their enjoyment. And so I want to handpick, you know, a few other authors who I have read who I really think they're going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And those are the kinds of authors I invited to join me in, in this event. And it's so it's like it's win, win, win. It's wonderful for the readers. It's wonderful for the other authors instead of me just being I myself, me. I didn't really want to do that. I really wanted to be inclusive and it just multiplied the fun, the joy and the expansion for everybody. All right. And with that, we're going to take our final break. We'll be right back with some ideas for you. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy 
Build your brand and platform and is a success. A bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book. A book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book. If you want to be successful as an author. Your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me today is Mara Pearl. Her latest book, Hot Off the Press, is Why Hearts Keep Secrets. It's book three in the Heart series. And I would encourage you to go to your favorite bookstore. Um, and, you know, summertime's coming. So I'm thinking a beach read. I'm thinking for me, a deck read. Um, it could be a plain read. Who knows? But it's really kind of cool to have. And these books are also available in ebooks. But it's really cool to have, once you get into it, to continue with the series, especially when the characters are continuums um, and there's growth and expansion in each of them. And Mara's books are all like that. And that you pick them all up um, and then you just have them ready to go. Because I, for one, when I see something and I read those first few pages and I said, yep, yep, page turner, I end up buying all three or all four books in the series because once I get going, I want to keep going. And my husband also likes to, he likes to read. He doesn't care if it's a chick flick or he doesn't care. He likes to, he just loves to read. He'll read a book a day. So, um, you know, we just do that. So I would encourage you start thinking about books that come in series and then you can keep it going, which is very, very fun. Um, in that when I was at the bookstore this last weekend that they always have these like like a table kiosk almost and they could be they'd be a theme table you know what's new it could be classic what's old um, there was one uh, one book uh, one table all on women's spies very cool and um, and going around I thought oh I've read that one I ended up picking one I haven't read about that because the the spies from World War II were amazing that women mm-hmm. <laughs> amazing what they did and um and i was talking to this one woman and and she was saying um and and i just asked her you know have you read any of these she says i've read this this i said me too 
Um, I have, and, and and this one over here is fabulous. And I said, have you read In Cold Blood? And Truman Capote's, which actually was the pioneering breakthrough on taking true crime and fictionalizing and turning, writing it into that fictional format. Um, and that, and I told her a story about how I had dinner with him and how I, he ended up wanting to come to see my office and um, he, he read personal, his personal stories when he wrote when he was 16. It was just a magical evening for me. Incredible. Yeah. And, and you know, we just talked around. I said, you might love this book and you might love this book. And, and she wandered around the store for like an hour, Mara. And she eventually came back to where I was with my other authors. And my table, she says, show me which books are yours. And I said, well, I have a book that's fiction, The Secret Journey. If you like, you know, historical fiction, which I think you do, um, women's fiction and a little kiss of paranormal. She says, I want that book. You know, I just, I want to take you home with me. I said, great. Um, and so that's, that's the community outreach that we all need to be doing. We can't just stay in and write. We've got to get out there to see what our readers are looking for and see how you in, can integrate your skill set, your stir, storytelling, and eventually create book sales. So absolutely. And, you know, you talked, you mentioned themes like a table with spy novels. I well, loved it. You, you and I realized that my book is Why Hearts Keep Secrets and your book is The Secret Journey. And so, boom, we said, hey, we're going to do a secrets book tea and a <laughs> secrets book brunch. And yes. so we're going to do these two in-person events next month. And um, our readers are so looking forward to it. And, you know, it's, it's smart. Uh, you'll get new readers from my group. I'll get new readers from your group. And the, the readers will have a fun time discovering mm -hmm. something new. We've got mm -hmm. a little secrets game we're going to play. You know, it's just that we're opening up this world of fun, and that's part of that outer work. But, of course, it comes from having really done the inner work. Mm -hmm. And and we've invited them into, for both of us, Mara's and, and Mara doing the tea in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. I'm doing the brunch on a Sunday morning um, and doing it where we would have um, you know, uh, friends, friends, family, they've been friends, but 60, 60, maybe 70 people will come and they will be buying books, lots of books. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So, but yeah. that's what you do. So let's, let's talk about some, you know, we have a few minutes here in this last segment of what are the things that Mara, if you were, if you had a, a aspiring author, um, in front of you, what would, what would be some of the things that you say you need to do to really develop that inner side, to to really from learning your craft um, and much more? Um, I always want people to begin with core values. Mm. I even have a program called "May the Core Be With You," <laughs> mm -hmm. and it it really is because you you need to write about the things that truly matter to you. If you don't, you're going to wind up bored, and so will your readers. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be writing what you think you're supposed to write. You've got to be heart aflame with your writing. And so find out what your position is on education, on politics, on 
homemaking on relationships. Kind of do an inventory with yourself. This may seem kind of stupid because you obviously know yourself, but most of us don't really take the time to formalize these thoughts for ourselves. And this is just, you create personal documents. Nobody else is going to see them. But it is very interesting. It's almost like journaling and really finding out what matters most to you. Then I would do, as your characters begin to emerge and sort of speak to you, do very detailed profiles of them. And this is, it's creative work. Again, some of this won't even show up in your book, but Mm -hmm. you'll know. And so you get into a time of day they wake up. What kind of friendships they have? Do they prefer coffee or tea? What are their favorite colors? And I assign a color as a sticky note to each character. And I start making notes about these characters in these colored sticky notes, which I then can play with, put them in a different order as the story, the outline begins to emerge. And so for me, you know, Sally is always yellow and Miranda Mm -hmm. is always green. Mm -hmm. And I start putting them out on either my desk or um, sometimes I do it on a presentation board. And I can easily see, gosh, I've been spending a lot of time with Miranda, but I've been ignoring Sally. I better bring her back in. And Mm -hmm. the color, you know, shows you. So it's practical uh, and logistical, but it comes from... Uh, you write down key things that they must do in this particular book. Mm-hmm. And then that starts to give you your outline, but it comes from the core. You know, it comes from the the deep sense of who these people are. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that one of the things we had, um, uh, I know you listened in, uh, Jerry Jenkins, one of the Hall of Famers, um, and I did an hour interview and I asked him if he outlined and he said, nope, I'm a pantser. And he mm-hmm. says, I just have an idea. And, and then when I started thinking, you know, that uh, because he says the characters take off and I just follow what they're telling me to do. I just I just take it from there and I never know what's going to happen. I just I just don't know. I said, OK, you know, I and I so I think that every I, I love the idea. I use sticky notes, too. Um, and I, I lay out an entire book with sticky notes, as a matter of fact, and that then when I was doing all my how to and those kind of things, and it just like when I, when I started doing a chapter, I was okay, I'm going to have a quote here. I'm going to have some interviews and it was all color coded. Thank God for colors. Thank God. Sticky notes got past just yellow. Um, and yes. Yeah, Caribbean. I'm looking right now at my desk. I've got a stack of multicolors because I love them. I use them. You know, it's a very good tool. Yeah. And and so doing that. But let's also let's switch over. We have like two minutes left here um, to the outer things to go. So authors need to start hanging out. And I'm going to say this. There are certainly writers groups and that, but they better be positive writing groups. They better be supporting writing groups. And I think oh, it's yeah. really- I'm so glad you mentioned that because going someplace where people tear you down because they want to compete with you, this yeah. is not useful. It's toxic. Don't do it. Yeah. I, I think that when you're, when you move into your writing mode, it's really essential to delete toxicity and, and be yeah. ruthless yeah. about it. 
Um, mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, you know, you don't need trolls in your space. You don't need that kind of thing, but you do need to hang out with other authors. And, and it's good to be around authors at multiple stages. The, the the baby authors when they're they're taking the first steps and they're you know they're it's overwhelmed we get that we were overwhelmed at a time too we still yeah. get overwhelmed um, but it's also really good to be around people who have really made it can can bring in the Yoda vision too for you <laughs> yes and we are here for our fellow authors those who are our peers those who are ahead of us. And those who are following behind, we we love you all. We really do. And we want to, we're a stand for you, for your creativity. Mm -hmm. So there, and there's just a variety of things. So wherever you live, wherever you are, remember there's podcasts out here that you can learn from and just listening to other authors who have made it. If you listen closely, have your pen in hand, your pencil in hand, that sticky note or whatever you take notes on because you'll hear gems drop in and write it down um, and it will, will come forward and, and, and honor yourself in this process. But you do need to hang out. I, I have on the second Saturday or the second Saturday of every month, I let people come into my home and they can pick my brain. And I know the answer to the questions, but when there's 15 other people, there's lots of answers. And mm -hmm. it's great for just schmoozing. With that said, Mara Pearl, thank you so much for being with us. We are at the end of the show. Oh, thank you so much, Judith. I love these conversations. All right. Take care, everyone. We'll be with you next week. Have a good writing, publishing, and a bookmarking week. for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryan.